Hello, and welcome to Here's a Thing with Robbie and Jose, where we explore relationships through a male and female perspective. With me, as always, is the lovely Robbie. Hello, Jose. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm well. <laughs> I'm super good, actually. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're at it again. Love is blind. Yes. I wanted to say real quick, too, um, Jose did bring over Doritos this morning. So if you listen to our Love is Blind episode four, we talked about how I eat Doritos. So when he came over and showed up with Doritos, I was very happy. <laughs> You got to keep you happy, right? Yeah, to recap, I have a disgusting way of eating Doritos. So if you want to know what it is, you got to listen. <laughs> to the other ones, yeah, yeah, it is. And I can't wait to see it. I've never seen it in person, but I, I've always imagined what that looked like. Oh, but anyways, uh, but yeah, yeah. And, and we promise we won't eat them on, uh, on oh, this yeah, show. No. That, nobody wants to hear that either. <laughs> I don't know. There might be a market for that. There might, yeah, be, maybe. A, there might be a guy. I've that, never heard a licking sound on on a podcast so yeah i don't know how that would sound exactly <laughs> yeah probably not good <laughs> sounds kind of gross but uh but yeah so you know again we're we're at it again at with the uh, love is blind mm. and this one is uh episode 8 mm. season 2 Mm-hmm. so we're getting close to the end and i think yeah. you said there's 10 episodes yeah 10 and then a reunion Okay. And we're going to do the reunion one, I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for that. (laughs) That's where you get all the dirt. Sometimes they do like an after two, like um, they. Like where are they now kind of thing? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Specials they used to do. (laughs) For those people that don't know what VH1 is, is that even, is that network still around? It's not around, is it? I don't know. Yeah. Video Hits 1, I think, is what VH stood for. Just FYI, Mm. it's a blast from the past. I just remember when MTV had music videos, that was the best. Oh, yeah. I wish, why can't they, you know, I think there's enough people that want that, that they should bring that, some kind of version of what MTV used to be back. I watch it. YouTube, you can watch it. It's not the same, but yeah. yeah. Because they had uh, video, video J's, video DJ's. What did they call them? What did they call themselves? VJ's. Video VJ's? That sounds... (laughs) Yeah, right. Didn't they call themselves video? Video. I don't know that term because <laughs> it's disc jockeys, right? It's disc yeah, DJs, uh-huh. and then and then if you were on videos, it was video J's. I've never, I've never heard that. <laughs> video jockeys. It doesn't sound right though. But yeah, that's, yeah. they were called VJs. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually sounds kind of gross. I it mean, does. it sounds nasty, actually, but it's yeah. really not. It's, it's, okay. Like, ooh, my girlfriend gave me a VJ. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Yeah, but yeah, I like the music sounds videos. Fun. I would like, I would like to see some version of that back yeah. again. Again, you could put YouTube, and if you like me, don't want to be a subscriber, then you have to go mm. through all the ads, which kind of kills yeah. the mood a little bit. And but. then you know, the '90s has made a comeback. People are bringing back a lot of the '90s fashion and things like that. So yeah. it's time to. I'm waiting for the baggy pants to come back. Oh, the Jinkos? <laughs> God, I wish I had kept my Jinkos. Like, I regret getting rid of those. Yeah, man. I mean, they, they might come back. I don't know. I mean, you see it on, on... The 90s was awesome because it was right before all the cell phones and all the mm. nonsense that happens now. Yeah. It was right before that. It was yeah. the last generation yeah. that, that knew that. Because the iPhone came out in, what, 2004? I'm an Android person. I don't know anything about the iPhones. <laughs> I'm going to just, let's, let's just move past that for a second. Let's see. <laughs> for anybody listening, if they can get past that, please, because it's, it's not her fault. She just doesn't know. <laughs> Forgive her. Well, or she knows not I what she out with the, is missing out on. Nokia phones or whatever, whatever the first cell phone was. Yeah. Yeah. I had one of those, Nokia, which I used to think was a Japanese, but it was really uh, like some sort of Scandinavian, uh, uh, whatever Hmm. company. Anyways, I digress. Mm. So (laughs) back to, to love is blind. Um, So, and again, I've been watching these as they happen. So I don't know what happens in nine Mm -hmm. or in 10 or the reunion or whatever. Um, So in this one, it kind of picks up where it left off, where it's kind of meeting the parents. So it's the progression mm-hmm. of, you know, everybody's relationships, which yeah, think, again, they're trying to condense. Yeah. I think eight ended when Shane walked through the door. Seven. Yeah. 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 Seven oh, ended, sorry. Seven. Yeah. 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 And then he walks in. So it picks up right from there. Mm-hmm. So Natalie's talking to her parents 
And, you know, obviously they're a bit surprised because it's like we didn't even know you were dating and, <laughs> and you're saying you're marrying this dude. And so they obviously have a lot of questions mm. as any normal parent. And I try to put myself in the parent's shoes. Mm. And if my son ever did that, I would be like, what are you talking about? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, you've known her for 15 days and you're yeah. getting married? I mean, it's a possibility. <sighs> When your sons get old enough, it could happen. A lot of the norms have changed. The things that, that used to be normal when I was growing up and tradition, if you will, it's all gone to the wayside now. Like it's so different now, the landscape of, of what is acceptable and not Do acceptable. Do you know anybody that got married very quickly like that? I knew a lot of people that got married, yeah, in like high school and stuff. They were already getting either married No, but I mean or, like they just met and then like, because I used to work with a lady that she met her husband and like 30 days later they were married. Like, I don't yeah. know how often that happens now. Um, I'm, I'm sure people get infatuated all the time and they're like, ooh, <laughs> I love you, let's get married. And then it's like reality hits in uh -huh. later on. But They go to Vegas. and Yeah. You know, I, I, I have talked to couples before and they, they've said something along that line of, you know, we met and like six months later. That's, I think six months is the least amount of time that I've heard somebody, mm. you know, from dating to fast. get married. Well, you know. <laughs> And they were together at the time, so it's still working out, but, yeah. Know. I mean, it's good, but the odds of it working out, I think you lower your chances. Look, you know, again, I was married for 15 years and I knew her probably, what, three, three years before we got hitched. And one of those years we were just friends. Mm -hmm. It still didn't work out, so. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you probably didn't have a whole lot of surprises because you knew her when you got married. I think that's the thing. Yeah, well, you evolved. That's the whole thing. What, what, mm -hmm. who you are now is not who you're going to be five years from now or ten right. years from now. Right. And that's what people tend to forget. They, they feel like things are going to be static mm -hmm. and we're going to be like this forever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no. Like, well, you used to be like this. Well, yeah, that was like twenty years ago. I'm not going to be. Yeah, it's it's never. Life is not static. I think that's why we nostalgia is such a big thing because yeah. we want to go back to that time. And obviously you can't. Yeah. Like it's done. <laughs> You're yeah. here now. You can listen to the music and you can, you know, uh, benefit from some of the stuff that's happened if it was recorded, TV shows and stuff like that. But yeah. that time is gone. <laughs> it's over. I'm sorry. So and it's not always too healthy. But um, yeah, yeah, the, the, the norms today. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe when my kids get older, maybe the engagements will be a lot shorter and that'll be the norm. I don't know. You know what takes me back every time? I do burn a lot of incense and every time I light a new one, it transports me back to that time. And I love it so much. Really? Yeah. Smell? No. Yeah. All right. So it is weird. Like, to, like, if you smell polo, <laughs> does that bring you <laughs> Polo back? sport? Yeah. I don't Nautica? Know. <laughs> well, you wouldn't smell that. But yeah, like I, yeah, I burn incense. The, the, the cologne. Guys, no, I mean, like, don't thing. have it anymore. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying I burn incense every day and it just never fails. Every time I light one, it transports me back. Takes me back, yeah. yeah. Food uh, does that whenever I go to my mom's house and she's Aww, cooking something. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, yeah, that takes me back. Or like bacon frying in the morning. My mom used to make yeah. breakfast and like... Yeah, that, that hasn't happened to me in several years. Waking up to smell breakfast, like, that's not a thing for me anymore. <laughs> like, I live alone. Nobody's making breakfast for well, me. Well, I make my own breakfast and, yeah, <laughs> I, I, it transports me even still, even though I'm, I'm the one making it. Yeah. But every now and again, my kids will make me breakfast and when that happens, that's actually pretty cool because you wake up to pancakes and that must coffee. Be amazing. Oh, yeah. It's it's pretty doggone good. Yeah. yeah. That'll probably never happen for me ever again in my nah, life. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody cook for you in the morning. Um, but yeah, so that's Shane and Natalie's parents and they had a few questions for them, you know, nothing too outrageous. And then, you know, after that, they go to Sal and Mallory. Mm. That one was interesting mm. because they, they're not at least the, the cameras aren't picking up the actual fights, mm -hmm. but apparently they've been fighting a lot. And when yeah. they get in there, you see Sal and he's talking into the camera and he's like, well, you know, last night we had a big old fight. <laughs> she slept in the other room. Yeah, she slept in the <laughs> And I always laugh. I, I shouldn't laugh because I know that he's whatever, but he's just trying to explain like as best he can, like, yeah, things aren't good right now. Mm. And you would think because it's Sal and you look at him and you're like, what? What possibly could you complain about that guy? <laughs> However they edit the show, mm -hmm. he just seems like almost too perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I really like Sal a lot. So we're looking at it and apparently, and this happens, right? Sal's ex 
girlfriend, and I'm using the air quotes right yeah. now, right? Because he claimed he, they weren't together, but clearly they were. Well, he said, look, we talked it out and, and we made a pact that we we're going to date outside or whatever. Like we were going to date around. Like we weren't exclusive, let's say. So, yeah, just to recap a little bit. So when when you're picked for the show, there's a long period before you actually record. So Sal knew a year before they recorded that he was going to be on the show. And he said, the producers tell you don't stop your life, just, you know, business as usual. He had a girlfriend up until I think that end. He says they weren't together. I don't buy it. He says they weren't together. They were just kicking it. (laughs) I don't, I don't buy it at all because what happened. So the fight was, is that his ex-girlfriend goes over to his sister's house because yeah. she's upset because he basically just ended it and then was on the show and now he's engaged. Peace out. <laughs> like, but why would someone do that if you I weren't? I be a player, no. <laughs> I'm not a player. I just crush a so, lot. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but, but um, what I don't understand about that is why was Mallory so upset about that though? Because I get the ex going over to his sister's house. But why would that impact? I'd be upset your... too. I'm I'm on okay, totally well, on board well, with it. No, I'm I'm it's so good. So you tell me why would that upset you then? Because there's another woman that he just basically just ended it with, mm-hmm. like not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And for a woman to go over to the sister's house and crying and saying like she wants you back or whatever, to me I would feel like he's probably still talking to her through text or something. You know what I mean? There's something going on because if you had ended it and it was done completely, why later on is she still going to the family's house? But here's 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 where where from a guy's perspective. Okay. I can't answer why other people do what they do. Like but even he, if he, he was clearly he, in a relationship. I'm sorry. I do not buy that they were totally casual. <laughs> and then he was like, hey, and he told hey her man, like, hey, I'm going to be on this show in a year. You know what I'm saying? I don't believe it. You can't hold this down. I'm about to go through this experiment. No, I don't buy a, it at all. If anything, let's just say for the sake of argument that he did break it down to her like that. It's her fault. He's basically saying, look, we can kick it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't believe he, but, I don't believe that happened. I don't know. Sal seems like a pretty straightforward kind of guy. And he probably did tell her, and she probably in the back of her mind thought, man, it's never going to happen. It's all good. And then he went on the show, and he found Mallory, and now the other girl feels so a certain he, kind the, of way So you're about saying it. that the other girl thought that he wasn't going to be on the show, even though he said, no, I'm picked and I'm yeah, going to be on this show? She probably thought, yeah, you'll go on the show, but that doesn't guarantee you're going to find a wife. That just means you'll go on there and possibly you could. I guess so. You know what I mean? Like, you just never know. There's always that hope. Obviously, she liked him a lot. I'm just saying that they were close enough where they were hanging out with his family and things like that. So she was close enough with the sisters. And you mean to tell me that you think they were just super casual? Like, no. Well, all I all I can all I can go off of, okay. <laughs> and here's 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 the problem, right? Okay. With that statement is that if you don't believe the person that you're with, you do not need to be with them. If if I tell you this is what it is and you're like, mm, I don't believe it. Okay, great. You're just basically telling me you don't believe me. So yeah, but I, I mean, don't know what we're doing together then at that in point. In all fairness, they've only known each other for a short amount of time. Like you wouldn't trust that person anyway. Yeah, they're getting married too. So that's what I'm saying. The whole thing doesn't mm-hmm. add up, but that's that's the whole point. Either you, if I tell you something and you say to me, I think it's BS, I don't know what to tell you. Because at that point... I don't know what else. I, I mean, I can tell you because it, the reverse happens too, right? If a guy calls you at work or what, you know, like pings you, let's say you guys work, so you re, you require to have each other's number, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he pings you, and maybe it is work related, but it's a weekend, and your boyfriend's like, "Why is he pinging you?" And it's like, "Oh, well, it's work. I don't believe you." Now, what do you do? Because if you don't believe him, you don't believe him. So my whole point is, you either believe him or you don't. And if he explains it to you. You have to move forward. You can't say like, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. But I think that Sal should have told Mallory that, yes, I was with this person instead of trying to pretend because I do not buy that it was super casual and this and that. He was with this other woman and, but even. He was even, singing into her. But like, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Probably had the yeah, same yeah. playlist <laughs> for, for her. Put down rose petals and yeah. all that stuff. Like, you know. But so I, I get why Mallory was, and I think she maybe did believe him or whatever but she's still it's still annoying like i get it 
It's still but what, annoying. But, but that's what I'm saying. Even if it is annoying, why would that affect your current relationship? Because she was pretty... If I was in a relationship with somebody and then all of a sudden out of the blue, their ex comes and goes to their sibling's house crying about like they want to be with them and why did he leave me yeah. or this and that, I would still be annoyed. Well, you could be annoyed, but the way she kind of put it down was like, if anything else happens, we're done. Or like, I can't do this anymore. Which was weird because it puts... If if the ex found out about that statement, she's like, oh, I'm just going to go over there again. Because <laughs> obviously it's doing what I intended, which is disrupting that other relationship. Mm-hmm. And if that's what, if that other girl, which clearly that's what she wants to do, mm-hmm. is disrupt the relationship he's in. See, I told you, women meddle. That's how they do it. Well, she's winning, right? She's winning. Yeah. If, if if Mal's going to let that happen, I don't know what to tell you. Because yeah. if, if, again, if I'm with somebody and I tell you, this is my side of the story, this is what I've told and this is how I, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. what I will, what I will say is this in, in this episode in particular, I can see when people are misunderstanding each other mm-hmm. because there's a difference between what I say and what you are perceiving. Right. <laughs> because your perception of whatever it is I say doesn't always line up to the words that are coming out of my mouth. And I think there's a disconnect there, yeah. not just with Sal and Mallory. Yeah, with you'll various see couples. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'll see it with Nick and Danielle as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. because he'll say something and she interprets it differently. Right. And it's like, well, well, wait a minute, like, yeah, I, I, that's not what I said, but that's just, how she's taking it. Right, and it's strange because we all do that in our relationships. But even if you've been together, it's not just a new thing. Like you may start to learn someone after a while, but you still have those miscommunication things, even if you've been with someone for a while. Well, it's the miscommunication, but I think it goes deeper. It goes to what I'm what I'm saying. People are not listening to what the words that are coming out and they're reading much more into it. And that's the problem. That's the, that I almost feel like every conversation between a man and a woman <laughs> should be transcribed and then go back and read it. Take away the emotion or how they said it. That sounds terrible. (laughs) I do not want to read the things that I say. (laughs) See, I think that would solve a lot of it because if you listen to what they were saying, right, Mm. it's different than what they're taking away from that. Because they always say like, well, I feel like you're saying this or... Well, even when you say certain things, you may be like, well, that's not what I meant. Like even when you say it, it may come out really bad and not how you are like actually feeling it. <laughs> you remember that movie, My Cousin Vinny, uh-huh. when they asked him like, you killed the clerk? And he's like, I killed the clerk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you read that on a transcript, <laughs> guilty. <laughs> and then I asked him again, you killed the clerk. And then he said again, I killed the clerk. You know, but again, he was asking a question. Right. But no, I, I get you. But that's what I'm saying. Like you really, I tried to, in all the relationships that I've been in, um, as I've learned, I try to listen to what they're actually saying. Mm. Maybe not necessarily trying to get the sentiment, but actually listen. And then the sentiment, if, so here's the other difference, right? <clears throat> they're not asking clarifying questions. <laughs> Mal kind of did in this situation, right? She was just like, okay, so do you take all your girlfriends over to your sister's house? Which was a really good point, mm-hmm. right? To your, to your, what you were saying, like if you were that casual, yeah. Do you just bring him over just to bring him over? And, you know, I don't know what his thing is. Maybe you can still be casual and bring him over to your family's house. I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. It used to be you only brought people home that you were serious about. It right. Used to and be, I don't but. know anything about this other woman, but I will say that she must have felt comfortable with the sisters in order to do something that bold. And that's See, not I, like a casual thing to I me. I thought she said that was the first time that she's ever been to her sister's house. So she just happened to know where they live and knew that they were that, home but, and all that. Like, but I don't know. But I don't know. We had to go back and I had to go back and listen to it. But he made it sound like this was not the norm. Like they weren't that cool. She was obviously distraught and went up there. But anyways, my <laughs> point is still the same. Is it just felt a little harsh when Mallory was like, well, if anything else comes up. Yeah, yeah. maybe I wouldn't have said that, but it, you know, we have to remember that this experiment, it's a short amount of time. You don't really know these people. Everything is elevated. It's so fast that I think your emotions are going to be different than if you were in a normal courting type relationship, that kind of thing. I just think it's, everything's amplified. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But- Anyway, so there's a little bit more to continue. <laughs> so Jared and Ayana, they they met Ayana's parents 
and um, her adoptive parent. That wasn't her parent. I don't understand right. that they adopted her at twenty two. Yeah, I didn't think you could do that because they were already an adult at that point. Maybe but they just pretended, like, oh, well, will you adopt me? Well, it, it might have been a legal thing, perhaps. Maybe where if you adopt them, maybe they take the last name. I, I didn't figure that out, and I thought maybe she might have. Uh, well, it was weird mistaken the the dates when that happened, but I don't the know. the episode before when they were talking about she was nervous about him meeting her parents, mm -hmm. but they were lovely. If that's what it was, I don't know what she was nervous about. I, I don't know. I mean, they, they were a little more, uh, they were asking some tough questions of Jared. And the thing about Jared, Jared was, was, was quick on the comeback. And I was going to ask you, right? So let me digress just a little bit, but have you ever been nervous meeting parents? Mm, I wouldn't say nervous, but it is always weird when you're going in front of someone that you know is immediately judging you and that's the whole point <laughs> of meeting them it's like they you really think they're judging you a hundred percent guys for sure but i didn't i wouldn't imagine that a woman was getting judged in any which way yeah if i was in a relationship and i went to go meet their parents isn't that that's kind of like the whole point it's like let me see what this girl is about i'm gonna ask her questions find out like i would i would say that's Curiosity. If my if and when my sons bring home somebody, right? Uh -huh. I'm gonna be curious. Like, <laughs> what's wrong with you that you're like kidding? No, I'm just kidding. Well, when I say judgy, I don't mean in a bad way, judgy. I'm just saying that like that's what it is. It's like yeah, but they they. I think the reverse is with um, you know with men. I think men do get judged, right? Like because they're, they're usually gonna ask you like, what do you do for a living? This, that, and the other. But I guarantee it, that my boyfriend's parents, whoever I met, were judging me based on what I was saying, what I looked like, mm. you know, how I treated their son, the the communication. That, All that, that good stuff. Yeah, like 100%. Right. I don't mean it in, a, in an ugly way. It's just that, yeah, they're like, okay, this, you know, my son is serious about this girl. I don't know. Yeah. I mean. I love meeting parents and it's it's, it's never really... I've never really been nervous about meeting parents. Yeah, I don't, nervous isn't the right word, but it's almost like when you go into a job interview, it's like, it just feels a little bit uncomfortable at first. You know what I mean? It's someone asking you questions about yourself and it just, it always feels a little bit uncomfortable. I ain't got nothing to hide. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, I don't, I don't get nervous at interviews or or meeting parents or meeting people in general or even titles or any of that stuff really. I've, I've gotten to the point in my life where it's just like there, what I do know is that people are people. And so if you go based on that, they have the same experiences. They're no better. They're different than you. They all, they all want the best for their, their, their kids. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're trying to get to know you. So, yeah. and, and I would imagine parents love me by the way. <laughs> Mm. What's not to love? Uh, I'm employed. <laughs> I don't have any addictions. I have my own home. I have a good career. Um, I'm not an abusive person. What's not to love? So, well, how would they know all that immediately? They don't know your credit score. They don't, don't they, know they go, if you actually own your home when legally. When they see me, like, when I show up, I show up like again. I'm usually dressed nice. Didn't I, you say I someone take, asked if you were a, you went to jail? Like, yes. So and, then clearly they don't. Look no, at you like that. No, and that had more to say about that girl mm. and the men that she's brought home than it had to do with me. Because mm. <laughs> I was dressed, I think I had like on a light blue, like almost sky blue shorts mm -hmm. on and a polo, <laughs> which I love you. I know you love polos. Yeah. And I had these little shorts. I look very preppy. So why? And I have no tattoos. So mm. why they would imagine, but I think because she's brought home a couple of convicts, mm. they probably thought, are you a convict too? Because that's what my daughter usually brings home. Which, mm. you know, but that's what I'm saying. I didn't take offense to it. I just laughed because I was just like, dang, who is she brought home here? <laughs> you should feel better about yourself. I, I feel a lot better. <laughs> I really feel a lot better about the breakup too, by the way. But, but, but yeah, they asked some of the tough questions. And Jared, again, uh, he seemed to be ready because I think he's a social uh, person. Mm -hmm. He was like, he almost had it almost ready and is mm -hmm. and is is in his arsenal to to answer back so mm -hmm. that went very well and then so the other couple is uh Shane and Natalie and Natalie is meeting Shane's mom for the first time mm -hmm. and that was kind of cool um it was really sweet and obviously Natalie is very nervous and meeting her and they're at a restaurant 
and they're kind of talking and then everything was going well, right? So Shane's mom is talking to Natalie. They're having good interactions. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, and again, I know it's probably the editing, but he stops and he's like, let me ask you a question, mom. And she's like, okay, or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he's like, do you approve of Natalie? And I just thought, who does that? That is the most, you just put your mom on the spot right then and there on camera, by the way. Yeah, but Shane and his mom seem extremely close. So like I I get it from the outside, but it's probably not a weird kind of, you know, thing I between just, them two. I, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm sure they have a great relationship, but you're put you're still at the end of the day putting your mother on the yeah, spot right there. Yeah, but he probably knew that the mom really liked Natalie and so it was just it wasn't like a malicious thing. I, no, and I don't think it it was. Yeah. I just he Maybe, again, back to the social norms, mm. that's something that I would never imagine doing right then and there in yeah. their first meeting, yeah. asking my mom, what do you think about her? Do you approve of her? Yeah. Right there where she's at. That's something mm. that usually happens afterwards when yeah. it's just me and my mom and we're talking. And, yeah. But, you know, to do it right there in front of her, yeah. like what if it would have went another round or what if she would have said, well, you know, she seems nice, but I don't know her that well. You know, like you just don't know. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of that, you know. Uh, that old saying, like, I, I don't like asking questions that I don't already know the answer to. Mm. <laughs> but anyways, I just thought it was a bit of a, it, it was just different. It's yeah. not something that I would do. But if that's the norm, that's the norm. No, I'm not saying it's the norm. I'm just saying that maybe that's Shane and his mom, how their relationship is. But I wanted to say about Natalie's demeanor. I really like Natalie a lot. And I think that she was very endearing because I think her and his mom were holding hands at one point. I think mm -hmm. she was very sweet. And Natalie is somebody that if I had a son, I would want, you know, them to be with. I just thought oh, yeah. Natalie is very sweet. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I would love to have my kids to end up with somebody like Natalie for sure. Yeah. But then, of course, and then the other thing, and again, maybe like you said, they have a relationship. But uh, Shane gets up and he's like, yeah, I got to go drop a deuce or something like that, <laughs> which is just gross. Yeah. Out of, again, why can't you just say, I have to go to the restroom, excuse me, I'll be back in a minute? Why do you have to say that? I guess he was trying to be funny or light or something. It Shane just, has a particular taste. It's, it just shocked both his mom and Natalie because yeah. they were like, did he really just say that? Like, <laughs> Yeah. At their first meeting of his future wife meeting his mom, he yeah. tells him, I'll be back. I got to go drop a deuce. I've been in a situation. It wasn't the first time meeting my family, but I had a boyfriend who was describing one of his bowel movements mm. in front of my family. That's and always I, nice. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I still remember everybody poops. Everybody poops. <laughs> but why would you think that's appropriate? I don't know. <laughs> I still think about it like it's terrible. I have no earthly idea. Again, that's what I'm saying. To me, that just felt a bit off, but I would never do anything like that. But hey, like you said, maybe they just have a really cool relationship like mm. that. And then guess what, Natalie? That's what you <laughs> fell in love with and that's what you're getting married to. So get used to it, young lady. Because yeah. if he could do that in front of both of them at that time, God only knows what he <laughs> And he did that on camera, Mike. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. He wanted uh, the world to see that moment. I, apparently, like he just has he, no filter as far as that goes. So. Mm. Um, but anyways, I, like I said, I don't know what the social norms are, but I know that if my son was to do that, I'd be like, dude, mm -hmm. don't ever do that again. <laughs> yeah. I, I never, ever, ever need you to announce when you have to have a bowel movement. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. <laughs> Just say, excuse me. I, I don't think my kids would ever do that. If they did, oof, they're going to. <laughs> it's going to turn into something else. So anyway, I don't want to get mad at my kids because they haven't done anything. But if they did, woof. So then, you know, it kind of shifts over to uh, the wedding dresses, right? So Natalie and the... So the first wedding dress, so that's a thing, right? So I guess the, the guys go and have their fitting for their tuxedos and the girls go and see the wedding dresses, right? Mm -hmm. So... I don't remember when I got married, I don't remember going in this group. I think all of us went separate to go get our fitting for mm -hmm. the tuxedo. The wedding dress thing, I kind of get, but that's what I was going to ask you. If you're trying on a wedding dress mm -hmm. and it's your wedding dress, why would you need anybody else there? I think because it's a big decision on what you decide to wear and... 
And we've all been there. Like we've worn things that we thought looked good and that yeah, didn't. Like certain jackets and stuff that you think is. <laughs> yes. Um, as an inside joke, I sent a picture last night to Jose of a jacket Most that I wanted to buy. jacket I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. My family vetoed it. Too. Yes. They... Goodness that they did that because <laughs> I don't know that we could be friends if you wore that thing. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, should, I should have bought it, but no, no. I just think it's a big decision, and you you just want to know. I think the tradition is you'd go with like your mom, maid of honor, and maybe another person from your bridal party, or maybe you have the whole bridal party. Um, but yeah, you just want to be like, does this look good, or just you know? But you have the final decision. I know, like, but again, you, you trust your the people that are close to you. So if you were on the fence, maybe with two dresses, and everybody was like, no, you got to go with this one, and you liked them both, maybe you couldn't decide. Mm. I don't know. At this age now, if I ever do get married, I'll probably just go to myself <laughs> and just pick out something because like I'm old. Like who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know, you can make the argument, and again, I, I'm trying to understand, right? Because mm. to me, it just seemed a bit weird, right? Because I like trying on clothes. Like, I, I like, you know, if I go shopping for, you know, for a new shirt or jacket or whatever, but I don't bring anybody with me to do that. Like, I, there's a mirror, so I can mm-hmm. see what I'd look like and be like, yeah, I like this or no, I don't. Like, I can really... Yeah, but this is the most important day or one of the most important days in your life, like it's a big deal. I know for men, no, because a tuxedo, I mean, like most of them look the same. But I mean, for a woman, it's a big deal. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You have final, because they all came out, right? So if we can just kind of go through them, right? So I will say, so Natalie, um, so this was kind of cool, right? So Natalie brought Shane's mom along Mm -hmm. to do that, which Mm -hmm. I thought was really, really cool. And Shane's mom... And Natalie's mom met for the first time, which was also kind of weird. Because mm. <laughs> I don't know if they arrived in different cars, but they made it sound like they this was like the first time seeing each other. Yeah. And they're like, hey, I haven't met there. And then they hugged and they were like, you know, this is kind of scary, which was when they said that, I don't know why that resonated with me so much. And I think it's because both of them have been married mm-hmm. and they know what their kids don't know about marriage. Right. Because <laughs> marriage, seriously, marriage is, it's really like playing house. Yeah. I don't know if you ever played house when you were a kid, but it's exactly like playing house except you're an adult. I think that too, it it's a bonding moment for them because they're, as mothers, both going through the same thing. Their, their yeah. child is about to marry basically a stranger in this weird experiment. And so like, yeah, they connected- yeah, it, it, but it it is it is kind of scary, and I was just like, huh, I don't know why that they use that that particular word, scary. Mm. But yeah, it's it's playing house. I don't know. Like I said, I was married, and that's really all it is, right? You, because I remember being a kid and playing a house. I forgot with what little girl, or whatever. But you know, they would mimic what your parents did. Yeah, it's like I came home and I'm like, <laughs> I do remember like slight little things here and there. Uh-huh. But that's it's it's basically that when you grow up, it's. You live with one another and you figure out it's really mundane, right? It's like grocery shopping, cleaning, mm-hmm. stuff around the house, like get up, get your clothes. <laughs> it's really just playing a house. It really is. But um but yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. And I always enjoy whenever like the moms, because they were talking too. Mm-hmm. Like they sat down and they started having a conversation. And I'm just like, Yeah, that's kind of G. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's the only word that I can see, right? Because they're both, um, they both have experience, right? And that's what the elderly, that was the whole thing. There was always a, a certain amount of respect for elderly folk. And I'm not saying like super elderly, like 80s or 90s, but I'm just saying like once you, there was a time like if you hit 40, mm-hmm. like there was a certain amount of respect that came along with that because it's not like you were new to it. Mm-hmm. You have already seen some things, you've experienced some stuff and it was admirable, right? And there, those are the people that used to go and ask for advice and whatnot. And these two ladies seem to... You know, yeah, that generation of respect I think is no longer because still, even at my age in work situations, I still say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Even if they're the same age as me, or it doesn't matter. But uh, I may be the last generation of that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I don't know, man. But I, I will say this: um, you know, the people that have lived a few years, depending on how you look at, it, especially for somebody that's younger. There is a lot of knowledge there, 
if you can just get over yourself a little bit. Mm. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, 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 uh, and I was young once. I remember feeling like I knew a bunch of stuff. I also felt like there was a certain point where I didn't know exactly what I was going on. Mm. So then you would ask your parents certain questions like, what should I do here? What should I do there? And sometimes the response was like, you know, you're going to have to figure this stuff out. Yeah. Like you're an adult now, right? And sometimes it was like they could tell you what to do, right? They can give you direction, but you're not going to be happy. You really do have to sort it out for yourself. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you as a young person, you look at somebody that's older and you think, oh, they got it all figured out. It's like, no, they're still going through stuff. <laughs> now that I'm on the other side of that, yeah. now that I'm 40, it's like, You're yeah, still learning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know a few things, don't get me wrong, but it's still a learning experience and it's a different phase. So, but, but anyways... Um, the other thing too is it was weird. Some of the conversations that they were having, Dipti was talking to her friends and I don't know if I heard it correctly, but she was saying that they still haven't been intimate. Yeah. That's weird. That's, that's weird. <laughs> that, was it me that I found that weird? Yeah. It's not weird based on what we know about Shake because he did in this episode admit to Dipti that he basically wasn't attracted to her. That part wasn't there. Yeah. They were at dinner. Yeah. They were at dinner and they were talking. Which I respect that he, I mean, at least said it. It wasn't like he blindsided her later on. Like he's telling her like, look, this sexual whatever is not there. But how do they fix that though? Because I don't, I don't know that I've ever... I'm trying to think if I've ever dated somebody and they were like, yeah, we're together, but I'm just not sexually attracted to you. Well, she brought up the same thing that you and I had talked about in one of our earlier episodes about when they first met, he was all over her and this and that. And you were like, oh, I think he was just in the hype. But for her, it's Because he was locked up with dudes. Yeah, but for her, it's confusing <laughs> because she's like, wait, he was super attracted to me all over me, telling me how much he was attracted to me. Now, a week later, he's like, hey... It's not there. Okay. So here's the thing about that, mm. right? Um, it's when you're in a relationship in a bubble, that's what ends up happening, which is the same thing as Greece. Remember Greece? Mm -hmm. Right? They were, it was summer. They, they didn't have all their friends around. It's only when their friends and, and family and everybody else gets involved that things get complicated. When you're in a bubble, which they were, everything was great. But then now he's back in the real world with the rest of everybody and things have changed up for him a little bit. I don't think he was that attracted to her at all. I think that was, I don't know what that was when they first met, but I don't know. Well, it was a bubble. It. That's what I'm saying. He was stuck with a bunch of dudes. If you keep me in a, in a, in a, in a, uh, 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 whatever, quarters with just a bunch of guys for like a week, <laughs> the first woman I see, I'm going to be all over her for sure because I've been hanging out with a bunch of guys all day long. And I don't, I mean, I don't, mm. I don't, it could have been a little bit of that. Obviously, he was attracted to her like he was he was kind of all over her and then something else happened in between i don't know what but and then he just stopped feeling mm. it i don't know <laughs> i just don't buy anything he says but. <laughs> i mean he's trying and he is up front but from her perspective i don't know how she I don't know how, I don't know if, any, if, if a guy's ever told you, if a guy I ever like you, but I don't, I don't know, I'm if not a guy ever told to me I'm not attracted to you physically, there's no point in going forward. Like I mean, it is over because it's, it's you can't know for guys, the way that they are about attraction, physical, there's no way you can't, what's the point? You're not going to all of a sudden be attracted to me later Sometimes on. it happens. For women. Yes. Men. No. Yeah. Men, men too. Believe it or not. I don't believe it. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. So I, I can tell you this, and this is just me with my um, with my ex-wife. When I initially saw her, no, I'm not talking about that part. I'm talking about when you're dating someone because they Dipti and Shake are together. Yeah. They are living together. They are sleeping in the same bed. I'm talking about in a relationship. If I was dating someone and then they said, "I'm not attracted to you physically, but I like you emotionally," there's no point in going forward. See, I think here's what I think. Here's here's what I think is going on, mm -hmm. right? Because obviously she is an attractive woman, and mm -hmm. he, I think he is attracted to her. I think, and this happens a lot, he's in his head a little bit too much, mm -hmm. and that's what I think is going on right there. Because yeah, for guys, keep in mind, right now we have the little blue pill, which is fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. I heard I've never I've never actually <laughs> tried it, but I heard it's fantastic, right? It's like you 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 pop a pill, and then all of a sudden you're ready to perform. But since I've never done that. 
with for me, obviously I have to be in the right mindset, whatever mm-hmm. that mindset is. Right. If I'm completely stressed out, I've had a long day, at the moment I might not be ready. But once we, you know, get going or whatever, you know, things might change. Every now and again it happens where it's just like I just can't shut off my brain. So I'm not going to be able to do that. And I think that's what's going on with him. To a certain degree, he's not able to shut off his brain. And I think that that might be what's going on. I think for Dipti, it would be a red flag for any woman if you were sleeping in the same bed with a man at night after night and he doesn't even attempt anything. That would be a huge red flag for me. Again, if you're you're stressed out, that might have something to do with it. And I think he's in his head quite a bit. Yeah. Because physical attraction can also be, again, if you're too much in your head, it can affect that a little bit. But anyway, she's voicing her concerns yeah. and he's even voicing his concern with his his guys. But he mm-hmm. seems like, you know, she's a good person and yeah. she's wonderful and I want to be with her. And I'm like, all right, go for and it. They're like, we're best friends, which is another <laughs> lie. I'm sorry. I don't buy that you can be that close with someone in a week. I just don't buy it. Sorry. <laughs> It could happen. It could happen. But I think when they had lunch, when she was basically, she was like almost trying to convince Shake that like, well, we're best friends and shouldn't you marry your best friend? Like that whole thing. So I think she knows that it, I don't know, she knows his reservations and I just think that she's trying to convince him otherwise. Yeah. And you know how I feel about the whole best friend thing. (laughs) I'm I'm not saying that you shouldn't get along, but best friend... I don't know. I don't know. I, again, you know, I, I was married. We, we were friends. She, I don't know. I wouldn't go so far as to say she was my best friend at the time, mm-hmm. but we were friends for sure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I'm not for sure about, I know people say it all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm just not on that bandwagon yet. Yeah. Maybe someday. When it happens Maybe to when you. I meet my best friend yeah. and I get married. <laughs> Because yeah. because the point is this, right? And it's rare, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, I met you when I was an adult, but I'm 46 now. For me to meet my best friend now <laughs> at 46, like I have a ton of friends, right? You, you're you one of them, but I have like childhood friends and people, you know, that I consider very, very close. But now I got to meet somebody at 46 and they're supposed to be my best friend. And that's, Well, you met me, so it's possible. It is possible, <laughs> but, you know, like... Because we're friends, it's it's we're not married either. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So I got to meet somebody that we're, that I'm friends with, and then eventually get married to that person. I just don't know that I would. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I, I have my. Maybe I'm wrong, and I'm sure people will tell me if I'm wrong. But uh, so I do want to kind of talk about the dresses a little bit because you know I like talking about stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Mallory, she tried on two dresses, or at least what we saw. Uh-huh. The first dress was really nice. I do remember thinking that the first dress was really, really nice. And the second dress that Mallory put on was also super, super nice. But I think they look like dresses that you would wear out and about, except for the white. I don't uh-huh. know. I don't I don't remember seeing, but they they look like normal dresses. Now did I miss something? Like in the dress, I don't know if you remember the dress. No, I do, but I think it's maybe the length of the dress because when it's to the ground, it's more of like a gown. So I don't know if anyone, even if that dress was a different color, they wouldn't be wearing that to Chili's for no, days. No, 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 yeah, no, no, not to Chili's, <laughs> but I would imagine, again, and I don't remember seeing the length, but if the length yeah, was longer, but floor. let's say it was shorter, right? Like Yeah, a normal, if it was shorter, then yeah, you it'd be like a cocktail dress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what it what makes it a wedding dress is really the gown, the the, the long. Yeah, I think it, it, well, I mean, I've seen wedding too. dresses that are shorter. So, but I think typically if it's to the floor, it's more of a gown type of thing. Mm. And obviously because it's white, Mm. which I wouldn't wear white if I ever get married. (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) Like, who am I kidding? Like, come on now. (laughs) That's a different podcast. (laughs) We're going to have to talk about that one there. We're going to have to unpack that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Maybe the next the next show we do would be past loves <laughs> and why you can't wear a white wedding dress. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. We all have past, and mm-hmm. you know. But I will say this: I was looking at uh, on the reverse side. They showed Sal in his uh, tuxedo. He was wearing a very traditional mm-hmm. black 
tuxedo. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like, you know, it wasn't too flashy. It was black. Yeah. And it, uh, I don't remember if it had a tie or a bow, a bow tie or just a regular tie. I think tie. it was a tie and it had a vest, but the vest was high up. It kind of cut like right at the, the breastbone. Yeah. So, okay. but yeah, he's a traditional guy. I could see that. Yeah, for sure. And can then. I, can I just say real quick, it was funny because at the guys, when uh, Nick Lachey was saying like, okay, guys. And they were like, well, there was one female. Yeah. One female friend. I think it was Sal's. And I started laughing because I'm like, that's me. Like, that would be me. <laughs> yeah, I thought it the same thing, too. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that'd be Robbie right in yeah. that same room. <laughs> One, just me and a bunch of dudes <laughs> shopping for tuxedos. But that's good. It, they really didn't say who it was, did they? Yeah, yeah it, they didn't say, but I think it was Sal's friend. But yeah, if you do decide to get married again, I would love to come with you to pick out a tux. <laughs> like, <laughs> you better take me. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's a problem. I, I don't I don't foresee me getting married in the future, but you know if it happens, sure, <laughs> you can come with me and we go to Men's Warehouse and find <laughs> <laughs> the rental, whatever. But mm. uh, but yeah, it, it was that was kind of cool. And all his boys, because they had uh, everybody brought their boys with them, which yeah. again, uh, and I'm not saying it's it's whatever. It's just I don't remember doing that. You know, it was weird. Nobody brought their dad. Does that not, like, if you were close with your dad as a guy, why wouldn't you bring him? Because they're just there to, like, you know, they're not really helping them pick out a tux. It's like we're just. Because us, us dads are like, I don't need to be here. Well, I'm just saying, like, they're having whiskey and they're sitting around talking. It's more of like a guy's day out, basically. So, mm-hmm. like, if you're really close with your dad, well, there was no dads there. Oh, there really wasn't. I, I, I didn't notice that. That was a good catch. I did because a lot of the moms went, obviously. But like, yeah, the moms. I mean, even go. like Jared, like he seemed really close with his dad. Why didn't he bring his dad? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think my kids would invite me. I mean, I'm pretty close to them, but I don't see them saying, "Hey, we're gonna go get." I think it's maybe because maybe those guys would be groomsmen. So maybe that's the reason why, and the dad wouldn't be a groomsman, so maybe that's why. Yeah, but the mothers of the bride don't stand up either. No, I, I get. I, I don't know. Guys just don't do that. Yeah, because <laughs> if because if you if, if my sons are trying on tuxedos, like yeah, they look good. I don't know what I'm doing here. Can no, I but go? that's what I'm saying. They're not really helping with that. They're drinking. They're talking. Oh, they're they're talking about out. yeah, because they're like you know, are you nervous? Like it's just that pre thing. Well, here's the thing, and I know I know mothers and daughters, and we're gonna have to do one eventually about that. Mm-hmm. But I can say from a father and a son, sometimes. So a father's job is. We get the raw end of the deal sometimes because mm. we are. You're left judge. out of the loop. Well, we're judges. Mm. We judge our we judge our kids, and especially if it's a son. In, in in most cases, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. And we're also teachers, so mm-hmm. we're teachers, and we're also going to tell you when you're messing up, mm-hmm. right? We we sometimes won't be very gentle when we point that out either. Mm-hmm. Like if you're screwing up, we're going to be like, "Hey, you're screwing up." Yeah. And little boys are like, you know, mom would be like, no, you're my angel. You're so beautiful. Nothing you've ever done is wrong. And this, but that's, that's the mom's racket. Mm. As a guy, it's like, nah, I need you to, I need you to straighten up. I need you to be right. And maybe it's something like that. Because remember his dad's a preacher and Mm. I don't know if it, if it is or isn't, but obviously his boys are his boys and you're going to act way different around your, your friends than you would. Now women might be different. Yeah. Y'all might be the same or y'all have a little more class and you're like, yeah, my mom's here, but she's also a woman. So it's all good. Mm-hmm. Whereas men, you know, like I said, fathers would be like, hey, yeah, take it easy. Maybe so. <laughs> but anyways, um, so Natalie's dress was very elegant. I liked her dress, which she ended up with. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what you thought about that. I didn't really care about any of the dresses. <laughs> really? I, I, I liked hers. I, I mean, they're fine, but like. I, li- I liked her dress. I thought it was elegant. Ayana, she tried on the first dress. I I didn't particularly care for her either. And then the second dress, when she put that one on, it was much better. She had the little tiara. And also, I was going to ask you, with tiaras, is it acceptable to wear tiaras on the everyday? No. <laughs> what do you mean, no? Why can't you? If I was a, if I was a woman, I would want to wear a tiara all the time. So if I wore one to my job, you think that's totally acceptable? Why not? Why does it? Where does, where does it say that tiaras are only for special occasions? <laughs> <laughs> I 
that look was priceless. So, so you just can't just wear one just for the wildlife fun you of it? You can, but I'm just saying, if I wore one to my job, I feel like somebody would say, are you okay? No, they'd be like, oh, she's a princess. No. <laughs> No, people would be making fun of me. <laughs> she's hardcore. a princess. Look, Ravi, she's a princess. Princess Ravi. <laughs> I mean, I do own one. My sister bought me one, but I wouldn't wear it to work. <laughs> because then I started thinking about like, okay, what's the equivalent for a guy? And for a guy, it would be like a bandana. <laughs> Which those are not always acceptable, but you could wear a bandana like if I were to wear a bandana just out and about, oh, okay, I could still get away with it. I'd get somewhat looks, but for the most part, I can probably okay, so pull it off. Why don't you wear a top hat to your job? Well, that's and a hat, see, but that's a hat. I'm but not talking it's, about hat. E- it's equally as ridiculous to wear to work. Well, a top hat is different, right? Because a top hat is for formal <laughs> events. So is a tiara. Is it? So yes. it's only for formal events. Okay, that's well, I don't know. I'm I don't just know saying I've are. never seen it outside of weddings or proms. So like. That would be the equivalent of wearing a top hat to your job. So if you're saying that wearing a tiara at my job is totally acceptable, yeah. you wear a top hat, you tell me the reactions that well, you get. Look, somebody's got to have a talk with Slash from Guns N' Roses because <laughs> oh he's been doing it wrong all these years. Well, he also doesn't have a corporate job, so. <laughs> so it's okay as long as you don't have a corporate job, then you go wear Well, a I mean, top like hat. rock stars wear all kinds of crazy things. Oh, like okay, you wouldn't so, have your face so painted. So if you were a rock star, then you could wear a tiara I think a rock star, you, you can do to. anything you want. Right, they're rock stars, yeah. right? And that's why they're, and that's why everybody loves them so much. Yeah, because they do whatever they want. They do. Oh man, I want to be a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> you can party like one. <laughs> I can, but I can't recuperate like I once did. So, but if if I if I was a rock star, I wear a top hat. I don't care. What am I? I'm a rock star. What do I? Yeah, care? no, I know, but I'm just saying it's. But I know, work a corporate yeah. job. I just can't wear. Right, I'm and I try it one of these days and just wear it and see, like, hey, everybody. I can't wear my tiara to work. <laughs> like you can't. So you can't wear tiaras. Okay, fine and dandy. So um, the other thing I really, and we have to talk about this, is uh, Danielle mm. and Danielle's mom. Oh. Danielle's mom is very opinionated. Mm-hmm. Very, very opinionated. I'm not saying that's good or bad, mm-hmm. but, you know, she tried on the one dress and she's like, uh, No. Like it's very blunt and it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't, and again, I'm, maybe that's the relationship and I'm not saying that's bad, but I wonder with that sort of um, uh, bluntness growing up in something like that, I don't know how that would affect somebody. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, they're going to have a lot of complexes because of that. Cause I've heard other women talk about like, yeah, my mom, when she sees me, she's like, oh, your makeup is terrible. And they're like, do they just say things Yikes. like that? So like- Yikes. And yeah, they have complexes because of that. But she is she is very opinionated, and and you know she tells it like it is, and if she likes it, she likes mm-hmm. it, and if she does, she's doesn't, like, yeah, she, we don't like that dress, and I'm like, well, yeah. yeah. And she used the word "we," which is I mm-hmm. thought was very interesting because she was the only one talking. But I guess they did. It's very manipulative to say we don't like this, well, answering for someone else. And the thing about it is, you have to be very careful about that. I didn't notice that until I saw my kids. You know, when it happened to my kids, but they will pick up on a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And where you you think you're trying to help them, you really might mess them up. Yeah. <laughs> the other day, the other day, my kid he was going to school, and they're allowed to wear black pants and a black polo. And he was wearing a black pants, black polo, and he had a black jacket on. And I said, "Do you think you got enough black on, buddy?" <laughs> I don't. And I don't know if that maybe gave him a complex, but he's able to also wear like a, um, it's a teal colored polo. And I would just thought myself, it's too, uh, what is it, monochromatic? Mm-hmm. It's just too much, right? Like switch it up a little bit, put put a little color in there. But anyways, I, I don't know how that's going to affect him. Maybe later on down the line, he's well, not going to want to match. Well, that's not like a mean thing. I'm saying like bluntly, like, because you're just saying like, yeah, it looks strange to you, but yeah. like saying your makeup looks terrible is way meaner than that. Well, it is, it isn't, right? So if he's wearing all black, right, because you know how kids are back in the day. You thought you were cool if you were wearing black, especially if you were in the whole um, emo. They call it emo. What did they used to call it when I was growing up? They when I was growing up, it was goth. Goth, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what it, Now it's emo. and Because I went through a goth phase. Did you? Uh-huh, black what? lipstick and what? all that. <laughs> Yeah, my parents did not like that. Black fingernail polish too? Yep, what? I did that. I dyed my hair black. I used to wear just like band t-shirts and jinkos. Oh my gosh, black <laughs> or no? 
Just the t-shirts? Yeah. Yeah, black shirts with like Marilyn Manson on it. Oh my gosh. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. get into this with you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, lastly, uh, Danielle and um, Nick mm-hmm. started talking. They went to go try the cakes. Yes. They were they were having cake and everything Which looked lovely. looked amazing. <laughs> it really did because they were like gluten-free and some oh, other no, stuff or whatever. But it's, <laughs> they looked like it was really good. Yeah. And while they were doing that, obviously they started getting into a conversation mm. because she likes to go out with her friends mm-hmm. and he doesn't get invited, doesn't go with her. I think her. she had something that was probably pre-planned and, and she went out to her friend's house or something. He didn't go. And I think his comment was, is this an every weekend kind of thing or something? Mm-hmm. And then she took offense to that. She was like, well, you're saying I can't go with my friends. He's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Right. I'm just saying like, you know, and this is a very important time for them to bond. So like, yeah, taking even a night off when you only have two weeks, like you should be spending every night together for now. Wait till you get married and that's all done and then well, you can start doing other Jared, things. Jared and Ayana have the same yeah. problem. At yeah. least as far as that goes. I mean, they have different scenarios, but it's kind of the same thing with an introvert and an extrovert. Mm-hmm. And when those two get together. And yeah. it seems like what I will say is with Jared's situation, Jared and Ayana, I don't think he would mind if she came along. I don't know if she would want to go. Yeah. But in Danielle and Nick's situation, it's she's going out and he's not getting invited. So because that's what he was saying. He was like, when am I going to go? Or yeah. am I even going to go? Or yeah. is this just something that you have... That's yours. Don't get me wrong. I, I think she misunderstood it because, again, she's taking it as, well, you're telling me I can't have friends. Right. That's not what he's saying. Right. At the same time, for him, I would say, dude, she's going to have her own life. Yeah. There's really not much that you can do about that. So I I get what she's trying to get to the bottom of. Yeah. But I think the way she's doing it is coming off too aggressive for him. Because yeah. it, it, it is putting words in it. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying, like, I've seen that when people fight, they're not trying to get clarification. They're just being very defensive of one yeah. another. And the moment that somebody says, you said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it never ends well. Yeah. Because again, whenever you're, because, okay, here's the, here's the deal. This is where I get a little bit um, tripped up about. He's telling her how he feels, right? Mm-hmm. Saying, okay, you're going out this, that, and the other. She's using that as a weapon to throw it back at him. Mm-hmm. What I've noticed in those types of situations is if you do that enough, he's just going to stop talking to you. Yeah. And eventually it's just going to break up Yeah. because I can't talk to you. Because every time I bring up a concern, you're being defensive and you're you're, you're taking it to and a whole other place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now like I, I'm just better off not telling you anything because yeah. I don't want to get into a fight. And I've been there where it's like if you voice your concerns a little bit and it turns into this big old thing and it's like you want people to be honest <laughs> <laughs> and let's not get into that again. But if you say that for sure and then you do it and then it gets thrown back in your face for being honest, but the, what are we doing here? It's like yeah. be honest, but it, it's almost like the the law, right? You know, anything you say will and can be used against <laughs> the Miranda you. Rights. Yeah, it's exactly like that, which again, you men pick up on that, whether you say it exactly like that. Mm. But if you do it, those actions, we're just going to stop talking to you. Yeah. They're just going to stop. And then lastly, obviously, I think the other thing was that I think they left off with Mal and, and Salvador and he did this whole dinner thing. Yeah. And he put roses on there. And I was just like, dude, get out of here with that nonsense. Just when you thought Sal couldn't be any better. I was just, you know. Cooks a romantic dinner. Come on, guy. You know, that. Is he ruining it for the rest of the guys? I'm just, I, you know, I've done special things for my girl, uh-huh. but I don't know that I've gone with the roses thing. Maybe I should. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't he know. He had candles and wine. Yeah, he a beautiful cooked. dinner for Yeah, like, it was yeah. like the whole thing. Like even yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he sung to her that night. I don't know. Maybe that, that would have capped it all if he just said a few words here and there. and yeah, sung. But I just, he's just raising the bar a little bit too high, man. <laughs> Bring it down a little bit. Bring it down a little bit, man. I had a long day at don't work. Don't hate. Don't hate. I'm not hating. I'm just saying like, come on, man. You can't. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, it was, it was, she, but she did say the words, the magic words. She was like, I really appreciate you. 
And that's really, at the end of the day, that's all the guys ever want to hear. We might not be doing these elaborate dinners for you mm. and putting rose petals on the floor, but, you know, I think sometimes it gets missed, all the little stuff that we do yeah. that that doesn't get acknowledged and it's just kind of taken for granted, right? Like if you have to uh, <laughs> unclog the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? It's a dirty job. Nobody wants to do it. If someone unclogged my toilet, I would say I appreciate you because I don't want to do that. So. But that's what I'm saying. But married couples tend to, they fall into that rut that yeah. it's just like, well, he's going to do it. Yeah. You know, the guys, you know, they mow lawns and we had that conversation. <laughs> it's just kind of expected that that's what they do. And don't get me wrong. It's, it goes the other way too, right? Yeah. If, 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 if your woman is, you know, making something nice to eat, you should appreciate it and say thank you, you know, and all that good stuff. I think gratitude goes a long, long way. Yeah. And when you start expecting things and taking things for granted, that's when I think things I tell you, and in a relationship, apart. even if we've gone out to dinner, you know, hundreds of times, I still, after dinner, when they pay, I say thank you for dinner, always. Mm. I don't care if it's Taco Bell, I say thank you for dinner. <laughs> I try to show the person I'm with that I appreciate them because they don't have to pay for my dinner. I, like there's no obligation. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it depends on how you grew up. <laughs> but, um, but you know, when we first started this thing, I thought Nick and Danielle had the best uh, chance. And now and now, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. oddly enough, I think Shane and Natalie might make it. I don't, I don't know, but you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, We'll have to find out on the next episode. So. Yes. And we would love for you guys to email us. Um, here's the thing, 214 at gmail.com. Tell us what you think of the show or if you want to comment maybe on something we talked about. Yeah. If if you have taken your dad when you go get a tux, let us know. Yeah. Is that a normal thing? Oh, we don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And All the feedback is, is, would yeah. be greatly appreciated. Yeah. Tell so. a friend. Follow us on Facebook. Um, like I said, anyone that does listen to podcasts, you know. Give us a shout out. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I learned quite a bit, Robbie. It was great talking to you as always. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye.